Welcome to Loose Leaf, a multi-author writing journal where we talk goals, the ups and downs of writing, and where we try to warn you off our greatest pitfalls. We'll keep it short because you don't have much time and we'd rather be writing. Happy 2021! Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome to the new year. <laughs> Let's hope it's better than last year, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't see how a day is going to change the thing. It's like birthdays. We wake up and say, oh, look, I'm X. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wait. I still feel exactly the same as yesterday. <laughs> okay, hopefully, uh, crossing fingers, sure. <laughs> I'll be positive for you. <laughs> so I did want to uh, run something by you guys. I know the last time we met, we talked a little bit about wanting to do a Patreon, and I set all this stuff up, and we worked out the levels of what was on it. And the more I think about it, the more I really don't want to do it. Are you guys... <laughs> okay with that i mean i love the things we came up with i love the idea with it the idea behind it but to be honest it's just so much more work that let's just wait let's I just, just wait we yeah. hit a point where we decide we need to then we can do it but you yeah. know what it's just it is it's just extra work right now it's extra work and i'm not doing this really for sales or marketing and my husband's in a, a great mood right now he's like we'll just pay the fee for the rss feed hosting and it's not really a big deal since zoom is working and our microphones and stuff are working there's really not anything else i think we need to cover so if sounds you're good, good. <laughs> all right yay <laughs> I yeah, i'm fine like, with that undo it and pause it i'll leave it there in case we ever decide to come back but that that's a load off my mind well, I, so I did do something else kind of instead today. I created a group nested underneath the Loose Leaf podcast Facebook page. I think I sent Kel an invite, and I think I sent you one too, Hillary. Is it on, it's on Facebook? It's on Facebook, and it's just going to be a writer supporting writers group. And so I haven't done anything. I invited a few people that popped up in my list right away, but basically it'll just be more of the chat area where people can get together and decide if they want to swap for critiques or if they have specific questions about, hey, I really need to learn how to get my verb tenses to match up. And we can have like little discussions. And I thought what I might do over the next couple of months is I'll do all the research and, and you can do units where it's like little lessons. And so I would do one on verb tense agreement maybe on point of view and just whenever I can put one up, I will. You guys don't have to worry about doing any of that, but it's mostly, it's like an online writer's group. That's just open 24 seven for people to get on and interact. Sounds Sweet. like fun. Sounds like more work than the Patreon though. Yeah, but I don't have to do the work. Other people can come on and ask a question and then other people can answer questions. So Right. So creating a space for Yeah. The leaf pile. Yes. Yes. So our leaf pile will move to that Facebook group. Oh, there it is. I was looking for loose leaf author podcast. I invited you to join this group. I will join. <laughs> yeah. I think we only had one person there when I looked <laughs> earlier. Uh, and she was coming to our writers group here. And then of course we have not been right uh we have not been meeting for writers groups so hillary would you like to introduce what we're going to talk about today because we liked your idea no. of talking about <laughs> genres i didn't know what you guys had agreed on there okay, I was like, <laughs> sure i could talk about some like yeah 
I had two things there. I don't know which one we picked because they were kind of similar. Yeah. Well, I think they go well together. You said something about um, talking about what makes each genre unique or how we keep things believable. Yeah. Like by not being too convenient, having realistic dialogue. Um, so which one are we doing? They seem pretty different to me, actually. <laughs> but I think genre has kind of slightly different rules about what makes it believable. Okay, so we're talking about the believable one, really, is what it is. Yeah. Okay, is that okay. what you were saying as well, Kale? Because that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about how we keep our writing believable. I'm so good at this. Does anybody feel like jumping in? I know Kale sounds like you have some ideas about how you keep your adventure writing believable, says for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So in, in books that I've read, and um, in adventures that I have written and played through, there needs to be... So, so what makes fantasy believable, I think, is the, uh, the lies, I guess, is the <laughs> w- one way to put it. The, the imaginary things that get you to buy into this world and this universe um whenever the characters see something that to you is very strange but to them is commonplace all of a sudden the reader has a decision to make well is that is that weird to me or am i i feel like it's inviting the reader or in dnd it's inviting the player to buy in to buy into the story mm-hmm. and that's what gives it that fantasy feel that it is so yes. different and and it it's what allows your brain to transport to another place rather than um it's it's very similar i feel with um historical fiction where it's what is real makes it real yeah you're reading historical fiction and all of a sudden they're talking about this this thing that maybe if you're really into historical fiction like my wife is um you you hear them talking about uh i'll i'll use a film reference i'll use a film reference because it's the most recent one i've noticed the uh, was it amazon that made the new emma oh i haven't seen it yet i didn't know there was a new emma it's freaking good (laughs) 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 i had a big problem with it the first time i watched it because Emma is a jerk. It's <laughs> like, a real thing, though. <laughs> it's, she is. She really is when you think about it. But I'm just so used to the uh, how the BBC one, the, mo- the more recent BBC one. I love that one. Is my the favorite friendly, one. Sweet Emma. Yeah. But this one was like, man, Emma is so bad for these people. She needs to shut her mouth. And... Uh, <laughs> But the the historical accuracy in it really like buys buys in. In the beginning, you see it's nightly, right? Yes. You see nightly getting dressed, and it is like a process. 
<laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, you're yeah. like. Oh, but I find this fascinating that the guy of our group knows about the new Emma movie before the two romance writers. <laughs> I love that. Well, honestly, my little romance writer heart is going crazy here. Just try imagining these scenes already. <laughs> it's like, let's hurry up and finish this podcast. I need to go look it up. Yeah. Hey, uh, you do. You do. It's good. It's really good. It's a, it's a good version. So. But the historical um, aspects really make it is what you're saying. Yeah. Like the clothes are exceptional. Um, See, the scenes for Hillary is going to connect to that too. Oh, dang. I love that stuff. I follow so many um, tailors and historical tailors on, there's a guy called Pinset Tailoring that does stuff on Instagram and it's incredible. He does oh, all his stuff by hand. I love the historical stuff. I'm so, someday, someday. <laughs> I will have a historically accurate, awesome Regency dress. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do it. I would love that. I really would. I mean, I feel do like that's it. what actually makes them look real is when you do all the layers. Because if you just mm -hmm. do the shell of the dress, it just looks like a shell of a dress. Yeah. So, yeah. Can I, can I divert Someday. us for one second? Yes, go. I'm yeah. sorry that I interrupted you. Go for it. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, did you guys watch the little clip I sent you? Probably not. I'm, right now, I'm doubting myself. The Muppet Christmas Carol. I have not watched it. I love the Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> I've, I've seen the whole movie, but I didn't see, I didn't watch the clip you sent. And then he goes, Scrooge turned on, had to turn on the lights, and the lights come on. And then what? No, it was just, it was just the comment of, uh, how do you know what's going? Because Gonzo is playing Charles Dickens, telling the story, and he's like, how do you know what's going on? I keep telling you, storytellers are omniscient. <laughs> we wish. I wish. <laughs> but uh, anyway. The, the thing I was going to say about Muppet Christmas Carol is the costuming in that is pretty cool. Is insane. I watched a 25 minute video of this lady who does like period piece sewing and costumes in the movie and was like freaking out about how all these puppet costumes are perfect even in the flashback sequences they flash back and they do the style from the period of the flashback that's awesome yeah that's, that's cool awesome. it is uh it was impressive to see her freak out about it i was really happy actually <laughs> that's my that's my favorite christmas movie yeah. oh man it's been interesting this year because my husband i think has decided to watch every version of a christmas carol that he can find oh i think i've watched it like eight times this season all different everyone a different version and it's been really fun but it's been really interesting too to see how the um not only the costumes but the story changes with every version yeah. and to see the differences in each of those um it's pretty cool uh some of them have amazing costumes and some of them not so much <laughs> but um 
Yeah, it's it's cool. How did we get onto costumes? <laughs> ah, Emma. <laughs> yes, Emma. Yeah. Because it makes it makes it more believable. Oh, that's right. It did. Yes, the authentic realism. No, that the costuming is something because I'm a seamstress and because I love sewing and clothes. Um, that is something I try to uh, use in my writing. I try to include that in my senses. You know, the whole investing people in the story. I don't know if it's necessarily making it believable, but it's pulling, I'm hopeful that it's pulling them in more and grounding them more in what's happening so that they can see that picture better in their head. And clothing is something I try, part of what I try and use to do that. I think it's interesting to get, a, use that and get a fuller picture, I guess. But, That's really good. Yeah, believability. Did you want to say anything else about fantasy, Kale, before we move on? And we'll let Hillary cover romance. Yes, I can. Um, I was just going to use an example from, from an adventure to get my players involved in a story that I wrote. Um, before they went into the dungeon, there was like a travel sequence through a forest with a non-player character who was like guiding them and they stopped in this grove uh, and all the trees had parted and there was one big tree in the center. And uh, the person they were with approached the tree and like bowed to it. And then it turned and had a face and it allowed them to go, what is that? And the, the way that D and D functions is somebody made a, a skill check of history and rolled to see if they knew anything about it. They rolled high enough. I said, here's what you know about what this might be. And so the party then understands like, oh, wow, cool. If they would have rolled low, it would have been, you have no idea what this is. What is your reaction to this? Yeah, that's one of the more improvisational aspects of it. It's a, a tool that I use a lot in, in tabletop gaming, so. That's amazing. That's one of those things, when you say that kind of stuff, it makes me think of, I'm writing a cozy mystery right now and I finally have it piecing together and which is really good because the first chapter's due in like two days. Um, but <laughs> I'm working on this and so I have just been thinking a lot about um, doling out information and when you talk about that it just it kind of struck me because I'm like man having to be an improvisational storyteller like that is such an amazing skill that's not something that I do well at all like um any kind of improv, oh, really. you would be so good oh I'm it. terrible you don't even know <laughs> <laughs> I can play the what if game but it doesn't go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's amazing because just hearing hearing you do that I mean I know you have some books and things but you create a lot of these on your own right yeah you just sit and you yeah. tell the story and I think that's a really that is evidence of a really natural ability to be able to dole out information the idea that you can have somebody uh, say okay we have this level of a skill and even being able to know how much information to tell them is so cool <laughs> knowing like this is a, this is the high level information this is the mid level and being able to deal with that me i'm like this is the information that we have take it all <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm really bad at doling 
and that probably is a, a big challenge for you with the suspense because you have to do it in such small little amounts to keep the suspense up it's killing me yeah. it's killing me so i'm yeah <laughs> i'm trying to figure out right now how to keep secrets <laughs> it's not good it's not a natural talent for you it's not a natural talent. oh that's awesome <laughs> I don't yeah, keep secrets. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I'm working on it. Yeah. It'll take a few drafts. <laughs> it's a good thing it's a novella. I just put my mom into a burning building today. It was great. <laughs> I actually felt really good when I was oh. done. I'm like, I just did something cool. <laughs> did you call your mom and say, hey, did you smell smoke? <laughs> I did not. I'm, I wanted to actually, but I've been a little afraid to send it to her before I've got the whole thing finished. So yeah, people give feedback if you give them, give them your story and I'm not ready for feedback. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking a little bit about science fiction and what makes that believable. And I do think there are levels because there are so many different kinds of science fiction. And so I think you know, depending on what kind you write, I, I think there are slightly different levels of what you need. But obviously, the basis of science fiction is that what if question, but it has to be supported by the technology. And like I write soft science fiction, which allows me to kind of bring in my little elements of, uh, that are more fantasy related. So I don't, you know, like mine is not hard science where you could go to a science textbook and, and go, oh, this is, this is what's going on. Um, but, you know, military sci-fi, I think you need to have some experience with military. So it needs to feel authentic and like, like someone understands that world. So I think there are lots of different things that, that are necessary to make it believable. And, and the biggest one for science fiction is technology and science. Yeah. That was something that you talked about with both Damien and Scott um, in the in those interviews, Damien Larkin and Scott Kuhn. Um, that was a cool thing because Damien had more. He had the military experience. Yeah. yeah. So that was a very cool uh, angle to hear. And to hear that, to hear that reemphasized again to anybody out there doing science fiction, like, don't be afraid to reach out to people who have that experience to get some information from them. You don't have to just research in a book. There are plenty of people that want to share experiences and hey, maybe they'll give you a story and you can get inspiration for your story from what they have and to we, tell you. We've all learned that you can't make stuff up like what actually happens. Sometimes life yeah. is stranger than fiction and you could end up with something amazing yeah yeah um i was gonna say after talking to scott coon and all of his talk about making sure you're backing things up with with the science i fell into that whole author imposter thing <laughs> i was like oh i didn't do that i didn't do that with any of my science fiction i just told a story about these people and it was like eh, fuzzy science over here <laughs> and i was like <laughs> Oh, I was like, I hope Scott never reads any of my stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Seriously, I was like, okay, just get over it. I'm a different kind of writer, that's all. 
I was going to say, yeah. you, it's like you said, though, it's a soft science fiction. I think yours works in that world because you do pull in those fantasy elements. It's yeah. not just it? straight up mm -hmm. contemporary and aliens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there is magic and magic yeah. is, you know. Amazing. Covers, fills in the gaps. <laughs> it does. It fills in the gaps and, you know, and, and you have to have magic if you have dragons. Magic. So. A little sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no believability for me I actually you, I think it's interesting because you guys took it very much at a base genre level uh, probably because we were talking about genres before that and I did I honestly was not thinking about that at all um, so when it comes to uh, romance or cozy mysteries being believable I am I'm, I'm I'm kind of on the fly here with that but it to me it's about the um, uh, creating experiences and using those whole the five senses and all of these things because they're both contemporary we're writing a world we already know and believe so as long as you're not like throwing the rules around in that and people going wait a minute <laughs> no um it's more about making sure that your characters uh know what they're talking about that um i read something today where she was discussing some characters who were like oh there's this fast moving river I don't know how to swim and I can't get over it lucky I watched a video a week ago that taught me how to make a raft and hey I have a tomahawk <laughs> right here in my backpack let's do this and like, she's what? just like exactly <laughs> can't swim but look at me I can build myself a raft <laughs> right on the fly never done it before <laughs> so it's just like making sure that you if you needed your character to have a skill that making sure that we include those uh not that knowledge a little earlier you know that maybe this is something that's a passion of theirs or maybe you know if they need to kick someone in the chin with their awesome karate moves that maybe they just brought home a little trophy for their karate thing at the beginning of the story or something i thought it was i thought it was nice Summer to look camp at that and be like, made okay. a raft <laughs> <laughs> i just love the tomahawk in my backpack <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, we all carry tomahawks in our backpacks. <laughs> <laughs> that is my contemporary toolkit right there. Uh, um. <laughs> well, I love, too, um, in our text, we were texting before getting on to podcast, and you talked about dialogue. I think dialogue mm -hmm. can, no matter what genre, the dialogue really has to feel like something you would hear. Even if you're in fantasy, or if it's historical, or if it's in the future, there are certain things that just, when you read it, you're like, nobody talks like that. Well, and the other hard part about dialogue is sometimes, um, I mean, you hear, you've seen things where they're like, if I actually took a transcript of the conversation we just had and tried to put it into a book, that would not work. Right. I mean, there's way too much uh, half conversations, half sentences and things where people would be like so lost. Yeah. And there's a lot of physical cues that associate a conversation it's true and we repeat ourselves and we talk about boring stuff yes. in a book in fragments order for it to be believable we have to yes <laughs> run on sentences um in order for it to be believable it does have to be a little bit more concise it has to help our brains keep moving through that conversation quickly so that we can keep hold of the of the path that we've sent them on you know that the author has sent them on so I don't know, it's, <laughs> it's tricky business, that dialogue stuff, but it you're is. right. It is, because you it have can to, make or break it. 
you have to follow some rules, but still add in little snippets of what it would really feel like. Well, and really knowing your genre makes a difference in that. I know um, uh, Tamara Heiner wrote one where I was looking at it and I got done with a scene and the guy was sitting on the ground flipping through his phone like watching for someone to call and I don't even remember what he said but it was just like it was something that was so real that I was just like we don't see this in books ever you know they don't sit there and watch the phone like this anymore <laughs> and the whole rest of the story had nothing like that you know it was it was contemporary but it's just like the, there was just this moment that I was like I could see myself doing that and it's taking these moments that we see in our real lives that you know, if you're, I guess, thinking about your story and what that character is going through and what would I actually be doing? Um, being able to pull those real life moments into your books, I think is pretty amazing. And then the reader makes a connection, like you made a connection with that you make character. a connection. That's what oh, writing that, does. That's it, <laughs> making connections. <laughs> Good job, Carrie. <laughs> you found her grounding point. <laughs> yes, make that connection. It's a new year. We have new goals. You've got this, you know, suspense that you've got to get out this year. Hillary, what, what are some of your other goals? Just broad, general. We won't get specific till next time, but what would you like to happen um, for you as a writer in 2021? I just, I'm, I'm trying to get more familiar with my writing, my style of writing, so that I can get through my stories quicker. Um, that is my goal, I guess. And I've kind, I suppose you can say I've been doing that. Um, last year, I only got one story written this year. I've gotten two and a half, <laughs> so I more than doubled it. <laughs> See, that's great. But I'm hoping that as I keep doing this, you know, I'm going to be able to get faster and get better. And I have big plans and big goals and I am excited to be working on them. That's excellent. How about you, Kale? My goals with writing include uh, basically doing it. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I just need to uh, do it so that I can find more things to work on. See, and it's so hard for you. Like, I know for me, when I started, I was a stay-at-home mom. So yes, even though I had little kids and I was busy, I could carve out 10 minutes while I'm sitting in the school drive through line and scribble something. You know, whenever we were sitting at the doctor's office, I could scribble something. You know, if they were taking a nap, I could get in half an hour. So even though it wasn't ideal, I could steal those moments. But you have a regular job and then you come home and you have to be with your family. So it's a little harder for you to figure out what that's going to look like. How long have you been writing, Charity? Seriously, for like when I got serious about writing, it's been 12 now, years. How long have you been writing? Oh, <laughs> wow. 18 years. Okay. So she's been from the beginning. It took her six years to get serious and it's been 12 years since then. And she's got a ton, a ton of stuff out there now. Um, mm -hmm. So keep that in process. mind. It's as she's given this, as she's talking about this, these are the little pieces and things that we can do. But, and yes, it's gonna be hard to find time to do that kind of stuff. But even when you do, 
it takes time and you build up to that and yeah <laughs> yeah and and i you know i i know that it's hard for me to well, well not that i it is hard for me to to focus and and write it's because i like to have a lot of time because 10 minutes here and there is hard oh that's that's harder for me than finding two hours to write honestly because yeah. 10 minutes turns into two hours really fast yeah. um <laughs> well, it takes and so then i i have to budget <laughs> right right but um you know one of my one of my overall goals this year is to uh to start saying i'm going to do things instead of saying i want to do things oh i like that and say yeah i'm going to do this and try to drive that accountability home more i i say it a lot but there's a there's an invisible want in inside of when i say i'm going to do stuff right now i want to say i'm going to do that and then do that so so maybe you need to say i will yeah and then follow with fill in the blank yeah with with as as few words as possible after that so i can have a concrete task <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes i like it so. Now, I actually had a class that I was working on when I thought I might actually teach a class at the conference this fall. And uh, basically, it was just the, I think the title was just I am a writer. And it was basically talking about how saying those words can change your life, you know, going from I want to do this, or maybe I just I don't know if I can do this, I, I think it's a good idea to actually saying I am a writer will change the way you look at what you do and who you are. And Kale, yeah. you are a writer because you write stories for your D and D team all the time. That amaze me. Yeah, <laughs> it amaze me. We Even need to play. We need to play. Down. <laughs> It'd be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charity, how about yourself? Um, I have set some probably very unrealistic goals for myself this year, but. <laughs> I figure if you don't set big goals, then, you know, at, at least if I'm reaching for this high goal, I will at least come halfway, which will be an improvement over last year. <laughs> um, so my, yeah, my biggest goal though, is I have to finish book three of the Magic Wake series. It is long overdue. And there's no excuse. It's half, I've got almost 50,000 words written. I just have yeah. to sit down and do it. Um, and then that's the biggest one. If that's all I do, I'll be happy. But then I also have that four book romance series. So I've got a science fiction goal and I have a romance goal. And that's the romance exciting. goal for me, a four book series. <laughs> Kale's making faces, but Kale, <laughs> I've been trying to reprocess the idea and train my brain to think romance keep it simple stupid you know so kiss keep it simple <laughs> stupid <laughs> you know um because romance you only need the one maybe a little half side thread you know don't don't make it too complicated they're all mapped out and so the first book is needs one chapter that was the, my goals you know october november 
um, the Discovering Her Heart with Kristen. She needs the final chapter and that book will be done. So if those are the only two books I put out next year, I'll be happy. But the goal is to do all four <laughs> of those romance by the end of the year. That's 12 months. So that's... Well, yeah. In reality, I have goals to finish... I think 22 books. <laughs> Next this year, 2021. Yeah, 12 of them are novellas. Oh, so, that's true. I mean, that's, that's true. Uh, you're, you're 12 days of Christmas. Okay. Yes, I want that. But <laughs> I was that like, still breaks down to like, I have a five book series that I want <laughs> to at least get a good chunk of. I know, I love it. <laughs> There's a five book series that I want to write. And what was the other one that I was counting? Um, and my, so the motorcycle romance, the 12 days of Christmas, that's 17. And then Your I was fantasy book. Oh, I didn't even count that one. <laughs> you need to make a list. Seriously. You need to make a list, put all your ideas on the list. You will be shocked. I have them all somewhere. And I, I honestly just forgot what my other ones were that I was talking about. So whatever. I filled a page. I was like, this is insane. I have to get them done because that's why I can't think. Oh, I remember what they are. Oh, I also have a couple of of cozy mysteries that I have to do. Yeah. So one that actually has to be done, two that pretty much have to be done, and three, the third one is a, it would be really good if that would be done too. <laughs> so poor Kale, this is your future. Once you allow yourself to start writing, the ideas will overwhelm you and you will be like, I'm going to write 30 books this year. And then you'll like get two of them done and you'll be like, yeah. right. <laughs> I have to get more than two done because I got two done this year. So I need more than that next year. I'm happy with two. Because <laughs> life is hard. <laughs> life is so hard. <laughs> but I thought even if I could draft all four of them this year and then next year release like five books. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, so Kale, seriously. I think this is what I love about our group. We've got Kale at the beginning, who's still trying to figure out <laughs> what it's going to look like and how he's going to do it. But he, it's that desire is there. We've got Hillary, who's got her feet, both feet are in the water. And she's like, oh, I'm wading out. She's getting waist deep. And then I'm just like, ah, <laughs> I'm drowning. <laughs> Clinging to the life. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I love voices in my head. Give me a break. <laughs> I love the way you said that though, because the description you gave of Kayla, I'm like, that sounds exactly like me right now, trying to figure out what's going on, what I'm doing, and just but pushing you do, forward. You do have both feet in the water. You're at least up to your shins. <laughs> you gotta own I it, mean, Hillary. Two books, man. Oh, that's awesome. I'll go dance in the water. <laughs> Kale's still looking at the lake going, hmm, I don't know about this. <laughs> and I'm trying desperately to swim back to shore. <laughs> like, I don't know. Out. I think he's dipping his toes in there. He's calling out to you being like, come back, come back. <laughs> he's, he's dipping his hands in and going, hmm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's really cold. <laughs> oh. I don't know the both of us are like, here's what he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you get any writing done this week, Kale? <laughs> did I get any writing done this week? Uh-huh. Uh, 
the writing that I got done was for an art project for my uh, my board game. Oh, cool! So I did. Oh, awesome! Some mountains nice. and some little forests. So people can explore all sorts the world. of little pieces and. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm getting all of that figured out and so uh, so everybody writing writing no the idea. rules and the process for the game. Yeah, so tell everybody what you're doing because our our listeners are going to have no idea what you're talking about. What are you doing, Kale? What is this game oh, we're talking about? I am making a I am making a a hex crawl. Uh, tabletop game um <clears throat> that is sort of like a combination between so it looks like settlers of Catan because it's hex it's hexagon pieces mm-hmm. but it's it plays more like um betrayal at house on the hill combined with bang combined with um I forget the other game, but in <laughs> oh. all of his other spare they're time. really fun. That He's sounds making awesome. his own game, which is awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. He's just gonna like fly by us, Hillary, once he gets going. Oh, I know, I know. We have so much talent. Uh, <laughs> no, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> just own it, Kale. Go but, um, yes, I'm awesome. <laughs> I can do anything. <laughs> say it. Oh man. You gotta say it, Kale. <laughs> I have I have some potential. Yes. I have potential. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You tighten that up a little for us. I appreciate it. Oh man. <laughs> Livy thinks you're awesome. Yeah. Potential. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> well, we should probably wrap Thank you very up, much. <laughs> I guess the only other thing, like goal wise is I really want to um, continue kind of us meeting and doing our podcast because I love doing it with you guys I do want to add like one kind of informational a little more like here's here's some tips on how to do this crafting like once a month yes Kale he's raising his hand (laughs) for those that can't see what do you think about doing a song challenge every month i love it i do too it was really fun okay (laughs) i was actually thinking about that after we did it i had ali do it i i just gave it to her and she did it and i thought i was just thinking it would be really fun to keep doing this okay yeah who wants to choose the next song can i choose a song (laughs) okay (laughs) I'll email you the song. Uh, I have I have a list of them. Maybe our listeners would like to do it with us. So listeners, I will yeah. post the song and a link to, post it it to the Facebook on our Facebook group. Yes, loosely author Facebook group page, and I'll put a link. <laughs> That'll be the easiest thing. I'll put a link. That's fantastic. <laughs> Blah. Yeah. Um, so you can do that. <laughs> Go to that page, <laughs> the one that I posted. Yes, I'll definitely post it below, or you can just go to facebook.com backslash loose leaf podcast, and that's where you'll find the song. You can listen to it. 
and take the challenge with us. Well, keep writing or, or start, start writing. writing. <laughs>